Amen. Well, we, we've been covering a lot of ground. I just want to touch on a couple points just to bring us right up here, okay? Number one, uh, we asked a couple weeks ago, you know, how many of you would like God to increase the blessing on your life? And almost every hand in the room went up, right? And uh, we all want the, the, the blessing to increase. But with the blessing comes what? Complications, right? And the complications, you know, it sounds negative. That's only because we think negative. The complication is the byproduct of the blessing, so the complication can't be bad. It's awesome, right? When, when you get married, when Shelby and I got married, our lives got more complicated. That's a good thing, right? When we had children, we had three complications, Evan, Stephen, and TJ. And, and, but it's a good thing. And, and uh, you know, inconveniences, you know, it just changes your lifestyle. All of a sudden, well, the blessing of God all increase is going to bring another complication. And a lot of times we get so focused on the complication, we overlook the blessing. And what, what I think God's calling us to do is to open up our eyes and recognize just how blessed we are and realize that, you know, we probably wouldn't be complaining about the complications if we recognized the blessing that was attached. Right? Because there's a price, isn't there? You know, which of you intending to build a tower doesn't sit down first and count the cost? There's a cost to, to, to erect a life. You know, if you're going to build a life, a family, a home, it's going to cost you something, right? You, you listen to an angel? Man, because, you know, when the marriage ceremony occurs, buddy, life changes. Just saying, don't want to put you on the spot or nothing. But when, when you move from courtship to commitment realm... Buckle up, Betty. You know, I almost said something worse. Okay. Uh, you, wow. Uh, Beatrice is what I was thinking, Beatrice. But uh, commitment costs something. A lot of us come to God, and we, we act like all expenses are on him. We want him to pour out so we can just suck in. But it's going to cost you something. I'm telling you, the blessing of God is going to inconvenience your life. It's going to mess up your calendar. It's going to it's going to deal with with with, the, with your thought life, and it's good at the end. But the inconvenience in the process, you know, everybody loves the product of change, but the process of change we all struggle with. We'll realize that God's intention, if He's going to alter the outcome of your life, is He's going to have to change the process. Because if we don't change the process, then we just repeat what we've always had. And we don't need a whole bunch more of that. Come on. We need to to embrace the reality that the blessing of God, it comes with complications. And in order to really uh, rise to the place that God's called us to, we have to be willing to open up our life, open up our heart to God, and allow God to do open heart surgery, if you will. Allow him to cut away whatever he wants so he can do everything he wants in us there are things in me that god is is working on to remove from my life there's things in you and the people around you that god's dealing with and, and it's different you know i think maybe some some of us we we even tend to get frustrated here because we want god to deal with with the stuff that you know and somebody else that he's dealing with in us because if well if i can't have that attitude then they shouldn't but see you can't worry about what god's doing in them you gotta you gotta focus and, and surrender and let god work in you amen you know, you know, this is a place where uh, you just got to quit, uh, you know, uh, analyzing everybody else's life and judging everybody. You're not, you, you are not here to determine whether or not everybody else is doing okay. 
Uh, no. Man, we're coming into the presence of the, of the Most High. We're sitting at the feet of Jesus because without him, we got nothing. And we're letting him pour into us so that our life is enriched and blessed and, and that we are positioned by God to do everything he's called us to do. Jesus came. Remember John 10.10? 10, it says, The thief cometh not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. But I've come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. I've come that you might have life, an abundance of life, more life than death. That's zoe, Z-O-E, the Greek word there for life. Life as God has it. Jesus said, I came to give you life in abundance, more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more health than sickness. Come on. God life. Life as God has it. It's not the absence of death. It's just you got so much more life. That when death shows up, you know, oh, death, where is thy sting? You know, here's the deal is that I got, I got enough life. It just swallows up the pain of death, right? It, it, it just, you know, I got enough joy. It's not the absence of sorrow. There are some things that are going to produce sorrow. But the reality is, is that the producer of joy is so much bigger than the producer of sorrow. If, you know, if God's for us, who cares who's against us? And, and, and it's, it's crossing that threshold and getting over there in God life. And living, living life, like, you know, it just blows the mind of somebody without God. It's unfortunate that many of us have God in our life, but the, but the result is not a whole lot different from somebody who doesn't have God. Well, that's not the way God wants us going through life, right? You've been equipped of God, called of God, anointed of God, infused with inner strength to handle any situation. Philippians 4.13, the Amplified, you know, it says that, uh, I have strength for all things. I'm ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who's infusing me with an inner strength. You've been equipped by God to handle anything. We, we, that's the life we want to go after, right? We want to pursue that life. Well, that life is lived by faith. And, you know, it's God's way. You know, if you're going to live God life, you kind of got to do it God's way. And, and he, all through the book, you know, he gives the, the, the description, the recipe, uh, you know, for God life. And it starts, you know, the, the life of faith. I, I'm going to give you three points this morning, and, uh, and we're going to rattle through these things, but, uh, and, and then we're going to go out and, and do them. Come on, I got, I got four tickets. I said we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hear from God, and then we're going to go out and do it. Come on, you got to say amen. We're making tapes. Okay, thank you. There we go. That's better. Okay, uh, number one, just check it out. Hearing the Word of God initiates faith. Okay, that's one. If you're taking notes, write it down. If you're not taking notes, the tapes are $79.95. Okay, just kidding. Hearing the Word initiates faith. Number two, speaking the Word of God activates faith. Speaking the Word of God activates faith. Number three, doing the Word of God demonstrates faith. So one is hearing the Word which initiates faith. Two is speaking the word, which activates faith. Number three is doing the word, which demonstrates faith. Hearing the word, right? Romans ten seventeen. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. The word of God. I was taught, you know, I grew up, my, my dad taught it this way. Faith cometh and cometh and cometh and cometh and cometh by hearing and hearing hearing and hearing the word of god sometimes you know you'll hear a message or you'll hear a passage of scripture and you'll say i heard that before 
Well, faith doesn't come by heard. Faith comes by hearing. You have to, you have to, you have to keep putting it in there. You got to read it and repeat it and 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 read it and repeat it. You know, how many of you guys ate yesterday? Still about seventy percent. Some of you guys, okay, we'll have an offering for you in a minute. How many are going to eat today? Well, you ate yesterday. Why? Why in the world would you eat today? You know, well, because you need to you need to fuel your body. Well, you need to fuel that inner man. Come on, you need to fuel that inner man. Uh, if, if you eat on weekends and fast during the week, it won't be long till weekends are going to be wild. You, you know, uh, you're going to end up getting weaker physically, right? Well, you, you, your spirit man, uh, oftentimes, you know, is so weak because he hasn't been fed in so long. You, you, you need to get into the Word of God every day. And, 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 and again, if you don't know where to start, talk to us. It's too easy in, in uh, you know, today's society. You know, uh, man, it's so stinking easy. You know, I, I walk around on my telephone. I got like 17 translations of the Bible on my telephone. I can reach over and push a button and have a guy read me the chapter of the Proverbs for the day without even getting out of bed. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that awesome? You know, it's, you don't have a you don't have a, a, an excuse that's that's viable to not having the Word of God. You know, all, all an excuse is is the skin of a reason stuffed with a lie. And, and, you know, a lot of us, we, we, we make up excuses for why we ain't got scripture. You know, people come and, and I, I want you to pray with me about this. Okay, what, what, what scripture are we going to stand on? Well, that's why I'm coming to you. Well, you know what? We, we've got some of the greatest prayer team people on the planet. I'm telling you, you know, my life, thank God. I thank God for them because my life's covered by, by, by these intercessors. They can pray. But... You ought, to, you, you ought to be able to come to them and say, this is what I'm standing on. Deuteronomy 32, 18. My people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, a quiet resting place. I need you to get in agreement with me that, that this is going to be produced in my life. Come on. At some point, at some point, you've you, you got to make yourself grow. You, 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 can't, you can't rely on everybody else. You can't, you, know, you can't expect somebody else to have a word for you. How, how about, you know, uh, you get a word from God. You know, get, get in the book and, and find out what he's got to say about your situation and uh, apply it to your life. You know, invest in the Word of God. Remember when Shelby and I were youth pastoring in, in uh, uh, Wilbur, Oregon, outside of Sutherland, which is fairly close to Roseburg. And uh, i got to tell you all that because nobody knows where Wilbur is. And let me tell you what was it, Wilbur. Wilbur had, had a little store with, with, uh, with some gas pumps. They didn't have gas, but they had the pump, so that was cool. And, uh, uh, and there was nothing there. And, and we had hundreds of kids that were coming in from, from all over the place. It was just crazy. And I, I, it was 30 minutes to the church from our house. And, uh, and then it was 30 minutes from our house to work. So I'd go into work, and then I'd go home and shower and get ready. Then I go into the church, and then I go back to the house. And sometimes I'd drive 30 minutes the other direction to pick up kids to take them right past my house for an hour, you know, going into town. And, and what was nuts is that it was awesome because, uh, you know, remember the cassette players? So I had the cassette deck in the car, and I'd put in the, 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 the weekend tape, and I'd listen to the tapes, and, and, and I'd listen to them so, so much that I could, I could uh, talk along with the tapes, and pretty soon they weren't messages I heard. They were messages I was preaching because <laughs> they had shifted from his to mine. Because, you know, I got it in there. And I'm telling you that you you got to get an appetite for, for the Word of God. 
Come on, you, you need to chase after the word like a fat man chases after cake. You, you, you got to hunt it down and find it. You're right. You know, <laughs> you, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you know, people in it, it. It's like a phenomenon, isn't it? You know, Krispy Kreme donuts. Isn't that crazy? You know, that, that uh, uh, you know, that the people will go, you know, crazy, you know, trying to find a Krispy Kreme donut shop. And they'll, they'll drive to Spokane and, and, and to get their Krispy Kreme. We ought to be that way about God's word. Come on, you got TV shows you won't be out of the house to miss. What, where's your God time? You know, and then, then you buy TiVo or a, or, or, a, or a DVR that you can record on so that if you are gone, you've, 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 you know, you've set it up and you programmed it so it'll get it for you so you can watch it at your convenience. Come on, you've you got to have a heart after God. You've you got you to get after the Word of God. You know, I'm not trying to make you some kind of religious zealot. I'm trying to make you some kind of effective saint. God, that, 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 can, that can walk by faith and no matter what happens. I'm not telling you bad things aren't going to happen. I'm just telling you that with the Word of God on your side, it doesn't make any difference what happens. You, you will be blessed. The word blessed means to be positioned to win or succeed regardless of the situation. Right? Regardless of the situation. Your, your building might burn down, huh? You know, but, but, but the end is better than the middle and, and God's got a plan for you and he will, he will restore. And he, and, and I got to tell you something, you know, you, you, you think about, think about one of the things God loves to do. God loves to restore stuff. And, and, and he's like a guy, you know, you ever seen the, you ever gone to the car show where they got all those old cars and they're restored, but they're better than they were when they came off the showroom floor. Right. Cause there's Chrome where, where there didn't used to be no Chrome and there's leather where there used to be, you know, plastic. And there's braided cables where there used to be old rubber. And, 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 and it's better, more valuable. And when God gets done restoring your life, check it out. You're going to be way better than you are right now. You're going to be way better. And you've you got to go after this thing. You've got to participate with God. Well, if God wants me, if God wants me blessed, he'll, he'll just do it. That's called wishful thinking. Okay? If you don't have the word of God to stand on, then it, it is not a scriptural faith that you're developing. It's just wishful thinking that you're hoping is going to make a difference. It ain't. You know, uh, we, we went to a, to a young guy's birthday party this week, and uh, he, he turned 30. And uh, Shelby pointed out later, you're old enough to be his father. <laughs> I thought, that's not nice. That's not nice. You know, and of course, you know, she would know she robbed the cradle. She's a lot younger than I am. But uh, uh, the, the deal is, is that uh, I've met a lot of people who are living under the power of wishful thinking. And what they become is frustrated, bitter believers. Because it ain't working. Why ain't it working? Because they ain't got no word. So they ain't got no word. You, you've got to have the word of God. Check this out. Look at Joshua 1, uh, verse 7, right? 1, 7. Be strong, be very courageous, and do everything Moses commanded you. Don't turn from the right or the left. Stay right on track with the instruction, with the law. Stay right on track. 
You've got you've got this instruction, and so basically he's telling them, you, you know, you got to be strong, you got to be courageous, you got to be obedient. Well, to what? You know, you you need to be strong. It takes strength, doesn't it, to to, to live God life, right? This isn't for sissies. This isn't for weak-minded people. It, it, it takes it takes great courage to live for God. And to do it God's way, it, it, you know, 365 times in your Bible, the phrase uh, fear not or be not afraid or be not dismayed, 365 times, that's one for every day of the year. Why in the world would God say, you know, fear not? Because it's going to get scary. But don't be afraid. You know, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. You know, walk, walk, walk in obedience. But in order to walk in obedience, you've got to have something to obey. What is that? That's the Word of God. Right? You've got to have that foundation. You don't get to do it your way. Come on. Yeah, said you don't get to do it. You don't get to do it your way and then ask God to bless it. Well, I'm going to live outside the, 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 the confines of Scripture, but, but, you know, grace. Grace is going to cover me. You are sadly mistaken. Grace is not a blanket that we hide our sin under. Grace is an empowering agent that empowers us to do what God's told us to do. Right? So in other words, grace is the thing that, that, that removes the excuse not to obey. Because God said, not only am I going to make it tough, but I'm going to give you the strength to accomplish it. So uh, you, you're going to succeed because I'm going to empower you to succeed, what God said. It, it ain't going to look easy, but, but trust me, at the end, the result's going to be worth it. So he said, you know, you've got to be strong, you've got to be courageous, and you've got to do, you've got to walk in obedience you got to walk in obedience the second thing you got to do okay number one is you got to hear the word number two you've got to speak the word your daily experience is to speak the word of god look at verse eight in joshua one this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but you're going to meditate on it day and night so that you can observe and do according to all that's written therein. Then you're going to make your way prosperous. Then you're going to deal wisely. Then you're going to have great success. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. In other words, your mouth should never be empty of the word of God. You should always have the word of God in your mouth. This is how God operates. You're supposed to operate like God. So keeping the word in your mouth, well, I got, I got the word in my heart. That's not where he said to keep it. He said keep it in your mouth. Come on, you, 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 got, you got to speak it, right? Mark 11, did we keep those? Uh, flop that up. Uh, Jesus answering his guys said, have faith in God. By the way, in the original right there, that says have the faith of God, the God kind of faith. You know what I think is one of the things I think is so cool about God is that, uh, you know, he gives us his heart. He gives us his life, God life. He even gives us his faith. He gives us his thoughts. He gives us his ways. He gives us his faith. Have the faith of God. Have the, ha- have the God kind of faith. Why? Because you're, you're going after the God kind of results, so you've got to have the God kind of faith. Well, how, do, how does that operate? Look at the next verse. He said that whosoever, whosoever, that, does that not include you? Are you a whosoever? You're a whosoever. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He's going to have whatever he says. Look at that verse. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt, but believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Three times in that one verse it talks about speaking. You, you know what? You've got to speak the word of God. 
You, you don't use your words to describe things. You're going to use your words to change things. You know, I mean, when, when God, you know, Genesis 1, you know, great darkness covered the face of the earth. Well, God didn't walk in and say, wow, it's dark in here. He stepped up there and he said, let there be light. And, and, and he uses his creative force. That's the God kind of faith. He starts speaking. You know what? You, 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 you ought to be uh, your favorite preacher. You, you need, if you're not right now, you need to become your favorite preacher. I've got to tell you, man. Uh, some of the messages that I preached, the best ones, they weren't in a church anywhere. I'm preaching to myself all the time. All the time. And uh, some of the best messages I've ever preached were, were there, there was no pulpit. There was no audience. Uh, one time I was in the car, you know, had the three boys. They were quite a bit younger. Yeah, and uh, uh, we, we were headed someplace, and I just started uh, a, a message. <laughs> and I'm, I'm preaching to the kids, you know, and gosh, it was good. Uh, you know, I, I wished we had recorded it. I mean, there was stuff in there that was, it was amazing. I was going to stop and take an offering, dude. It would have been awesome. And, and uh, but I'm telling you what, man, it was, and it wasn't like preacher, you know, stuff beating them down. No, I was speaking life and encouragement and wisdom and revelation. And we, we, we roll up to, the, to a stop sign. And I remember Stephen, he was always the talkative one, you know, in the car. The other boys were scared to death. But uh, Stephen, he was in the middle of anything. He just blurred out something. But he, he looked at me and he says, Dad? Yes, son. He goes, and I'm, I'm thinking he's going to share, you know, some great thought. And he said, Dad, I don't understand a word you said. Yeah, and uh, uh, it was one of the best messages I'd ever preached to. You, you got you to get, you get yourself to the point where, where you're preaching to yourself constantly. And by the way, you already are. Just a lot of it ain't any good. A lot of it ain't lined up with the Word of God. You got you to gotta, you gotta preach to yourself. I'm telling you, I don't feel uh, you know, like I'm competent in that area. Then get that way. You know, over the years, we've made uh, cards and, 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 you know, just different confessions of, of faith. It's too easy. It's too easy, man. Google it. You, you'll be amazed what you come up with. Just faith confessions. Just Google that. And, and they'll have scriptures. Here, check it out. Here's 12 bodacious faith confessions. Okay? Number one, I am fully forgiven and free from all shame and condemnation. It's got scripture for you. Number two, I act in audacious faith to change the world in my generation. Number three, I have no fear or anxiety. I trust in the Lord with all my heart. And a bunch of scriptures. Number four, I am able to fulfill the calling God has placed on my life. Five, I am fully resourced to do everything that God has called me to do. Six, I have no insecurity because I see myself the way God sees me. Seven, I am a faithful spouse. If you're single, put in in the future. And godly parent, our family is blessed in a bunch of scripture. I am completely whole, physically, mentally, and emotionally. Number nine, I am increasing in influence and favor for the kingdom of God. Number ten, I am enabled to walk in the sacrificial love of Christ. Number eleven, I have the wisdom of the Lord concerning every decision I make. Number twelve, I am protected from all harm and evil in Jesus' name. It's too easy. Last night I rolled into the church, and I know I'm wanting to talk to you about speaking the word, so I just got on the computer and, 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 and you know, Google faith confessions. I got that one. Here's, a, here's some scriptures on uh, 
for healing. Here's, here's a page of scriptures for, uh, for uh, having our needs met. Here's a thing of scriptures for uh, personal encouragement. And it's too easy. What are you filling yourself with? Because what's going to happen, see, is life is going to shake you, isn't it? Now, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just telling you the truth. Life's going to shake you. What's going to come out? Whatever you're full of. Look at your neighbor and say, you're full of something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look back and say, I always knew it. You're full of it. Okay. Well, what are you full of? See, if you're not putting the word in, then the word can't be the thing that's coming out. So you've got to get yourself full of the word of God so that when life shakes you, uh, you know, uh, that's what's come out. Don't wait till the bomb hits before you build the bomb shelter. Get ready. Right? Get ready and start, well, I am the blessed of God. I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out, blessed in the city and blessed in the field. I'm above only and not beneath. I'm the headlight, not the taillight. And, and, and preach to yourself and keep yourself up, man. You, you, want, you want to demonstrate Satan's defeat on a daily basis, you can't go around describing how bad things are. And, and, and you can't keep letting yourself off the hook by saying, well, you know, Grandpa was an alcoholic and... And that influenced my daddy. And my daddy and his 14 brothers and his six sisters, they were all alcoholics too. And all of them, you know, they, they ended up, you know, with alcoholic children. And I struggle with it and the kids struggle with it. And it's just the way it is. And, well, go get a drink. Now you you, you got you to change that. If The Bible says if any man be in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, anyone, if anyone, 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, he's new. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are fresh and new. If you're in Christ, your daddy is not an alcoholic. Come on now. If you're a child of God, then everything's different now. And you need to quit identifying with the old man and learn to identify with the new man. See, it might have been, you, you can look at your, at your history, you know, uh, uh, you know, what do they call that thing online, uh, where you have, you know, something.com, uh, genealogy, ancestry.com. You can go back a thousand years and trace divorce, 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 but now I'm in Christ. So from here on out, God, I just thank you that from here on out, the power of God in my life has broken that chain. That bondage, that destruction, and all of that, that, that curse that was on us is no longer on us. We're stepping out into freedom. Thank you, Jesus. And we're never going to be the same again. Come on, somebody. You know, please don't just settle for a church experience. You know, get a life that's been revolutionized. Transformation is available to you. Not just information, transformation. Be transformed. Now, don't be the same cat you used to be. I'm telling you what, next week I'm going into some things in my life that I have never done because I'm not going to live it the way I lived last week. Because I want growth. Hello? And you know what's crazy is, is that, that some, some people, and they're good people, they're nice people, they're Christian, yeah, but they always want to pull you back. They're always wanting you to go back. We need to sit down and discuss what we did three years ago. I don't. Okay, number three. Hallelujah. Okay. One, 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 one. What was number one? 
Hear the word. What's number two? Speak the word. Number three, do it. Do it. Check out James. Look at this. James 1, 21. We're going to read and amplify. Get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. King James is kind of cool. It says put off the superfluity of naughtiness. That's a great statement, isn't it? The superfluity of naughtiness. Say that. Superfluity of naughtiness. Say it again. Superfluity of naughtiness. Well, it just rolls off your tongue. When you're preaching to yourself, use that one. Okay? Uh, wherefore, because it's really cool. It'll increase your personal offerings. Uh, get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. And in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word. Receive and welcome the word. Receive and welcome the word. I love it in Psalms 119 and the Amplified over and over and over again. David says, I hear, I receive, I love, and I obey your word. Receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which implanted and rooted in your heart contains the power to save your soul. What does that mean? Your soul is the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices. God's word has the power to change that. He can change the way you think. Thank God. He can change the way you, you, you make your choices. He can change the way you feel. About certain things. God can, God can change you. There's power in the Word of God to change the way you think, feel, make your choices. Look at the next one. Be a doer of the Word and obey the message. Not just a listener who betrays himself into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. See, here's what happens is that you hear the Word of God and then you talk yourself out of it by stuff that makes sense to you. Well, don't forget Proverbs 14:12 that says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death. Just because it seems right to you. Look, there's a lot of stuff that seems right to me. Trust me, it ain't right. It don't line up with God's word. It ain't God's plan. Right? So we got to get back in the word, and we've we got to be doers of the word who haven't betrayed ourselves with reasoning contrary to the truth. Look at verse 23. If anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer, he's like a man who looks carefully at his own face in a mirror, and he studies himself. And then he goes off and forgets what he's like. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it and being not a heedless listener who forgets but an active doer who obeys, he will be blessed in his life of obedience. See, a lot of people really frustrated in faith. They'll make statements like, well, I guess it didn't work. They never lived it. You, you, you know, you got to hear the word, but you can't just walk around with it in your pocket. You got to start, you got to line up now. Now you got to get in agreement. You got to start speaking it. You got to start confessing it, man. That's what activates faith. Let me, let me tell you, you want to, you want to you, you see, uh, you know, the, the, a hole blown in, in the plan of the enemy. You start doing it and you start demonstrating faith. Then all of a sudden, all of heaven's backing you up. I said, all of heaven is backing you up. We all have the opportunity to experience failure. We all have the opportunity to experience defeat. We all have the, the opportunity to feel bad, to think bad, to, to choose bad. But we don't have to. We can take the Word of God. We can line up and get in agreement with the Word of God. And then we can put feet to it and start living the Word of God. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you that you'll see an outcome like you ain't never seen before. And you'll all of a sudden, you know, you, you'll look 25 pounds lighter in your Jesus T-shirt. Come on. 
You know, you know what's funny? That if, if we could guarantee that you would uh, drop 25 pounds in five minutes if you just do something, you, how many of you think that people wouldn't line up to do it? Well, I'm telling you that you can change every aspect of your life if you just start, if you take these three points and apply them to your life. Every, every realm of life, every realm of life will change. Because God's word will not return into him void without accomplishing the very purpose for which he sent it forth to accomplish. Amen? Come on, guys. Be doers of the word. Hear the word, speak the word, and do the word. Amen? Close your book. Let's pray.